Hey guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, one of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing all your garage doors and overhead doors. They can be reached. They got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. And number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage-door.com. That's precisiongarage-door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of precision door service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks. Thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Uh, we are in number three of talking with Bridget. Uh, before we get into our third and, and I'm thinking probably our final episode of Bridget, uh, we always want to thank our favorite people in the whole wide world. Uh, this time, let's start with our creative producer, who is Esther, uh, Danielle, the house manager, our technical producer, who is Justin, and of course, Thanks to Larry and Sandy. Bridget, thanks for coming back. What an honor to know you, to still know you, to, um, to, to have you in here to talk about your story. So we left things last time with you finally maybe getting close to hitting bottom, <laughs> right? Entering yeah. into your dark night of the soul. Yeah. Um, we had some God talks. Mm -hmm. Finally, I remember a, a day that we were... Uh, by the South Holland office, we took a walk in the park, yeah. and we said a Jesus prayer, mm -hmm. and that was a terrifying moment. Oof. I was, um, that was a bad time yeah. in my life, very, very bad. Um, I was in a, I was in a very abusive, violent relationship, um, and. You being you, you were always a presence. Even after I, you know, had separated from the company, you and I stayed in touch. Um, and um, we said, a, you know, we said that Jesus prayer. For whatever reason, I, I felt safe enough to talk to you about what was going on. Uh, domestic violence is very private for a lot of people. Um, With a shame. Oh, my gosh. Uh, worth, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, um, I, you know, on that bench, you said to me, you were, we were talking about God, and uh, you said God is the hound of heaven, right? Is that what you oh, said? Oh, sister, that right? preaches every day, yeah. For yeah, sure, for sure. and uh, you pointed out to me that um, he's had his eyes on me forever, right? And um, 
I, I had never thought about that. You know, like I said, I was angry at God. And I, I might have still been angry at God at that point, sure. you know. Why not? Um, but I think uh, what I've learned is that in, in the times when I was most broken, I, I was most open to receive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, God was chipping away at my layers uh, enough that I was willing to let him in. Um, yeah. I, gosh, I, I remember that part day like it was yesterday. But I think so. I think what happens, and and, and this is what a lot of people uh, don't don't realize with a, a, a broken life, mm-hmm. a life filled with destruction, yeah. a life filled with wrong choices. We all deal with sin. Yeah. A life filled with uh, foolish thoughts, foolish behavior. What we don't realize is we're so desperate to get out of that situation. Yeah. It's and and sometimes then that brokenness leads us to Jesus. Yeah. But yeah. here, but here's the problem. Here, and here's what I tell people often. Of course, I didn't tell you then. Huh. What we can talk about now is once you accept God, mm-hmm. that's when the fight begins. Go on. That's when you hit your dark night of the soul. Yeah. When you surrender it all, God does not magically take it away. No. When you surrender your soul, when you surrender it all to God. Yeah. And ask Jesus, right, to be your forever friend. Yeah. Right? right? Uh-huh. As cheesy as it sounds, when you do that, that's when God says, okay. Yeah. Now let's work. Yeah. And that is usually when shit gets hard. Oof. I mean, that's usually when people end up in jail yeah. or another DUI or mm-hmm. broken because you have given God permission then to break you to the point of repentance. Yeah. And that beautiful collision is what saves you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to, you know, from that talk that we had, um, I still had things to go through. Yeah. You know, there there was definite, I mean, I had to get out of some situations. Um, and I would have bouts of greatness, you know, where I was, I was chipping away at it. You know, I could string together a few months of sobriety and then, you know, decided I I need to do some more research. Um, And it would eventually, you know, culminate with me losing my mom. That... How'd your mom die? Suddenly. A heart heart issue. Um, She was a cardiac patient. She was spending the night for observation after a mild heart attack. They were doing a procedure... uh, somewhat routine i was told and she passed during the procedure um no warning and um i wasn't ready i i don't know if you're ever really ready but i really wasn't ready uh definitely not equipped i was sober um but admittedly one foot on a banana peel sober um i had another relapse in me Um, the relapse that came after my mom's death though, was nothing like I'd ever experienced. I, I drank, um, with the intention of never stopping, um, middle finger to the world. I don't care anymore. I just don't care. And that began the emotional bottom I'd never had. I'd had... Jail, I've had institutions, I'd had car accidents, I'd had lost jobs, I'd, I'd had evictions, I'd had domestic violence, I'd had catastrophic events. I never had emotional. 
this was real. Um, and it got real, real fast. Um, it only lasted um, six, seven months, but it was the most destructive alcohol and drug use I had ever experienced. You were trying to kill yourself? Not consciously. I just didn't care. I remember the funeral. I yeah. remember Brian doing a great job mm-hmm. of, um, of of doing doing the funeral. I, He's wonderful. I remember the pain of, of that. Yeah. And I remember leaving uh, the funeral mm-hmm. um, knowing that the next funeral I would be at would be yours. Yeah. I remember thinking or praying on my way out of there knowing that you had accepted Jesus mm-hmm. and thankful that, that God had at least got you into heaven. Yeah. But I knew that my next funeral was going to be yours. Mm-hmm. Realistic. What, what, you're not, surprisingly, you're not the only person that said that to me. What kept you alive? My brother's kids. And eventually... You oh, were, I mean during that relapse? Yeah. God. And eventually you hit bottom. I did. You had nowhere else to go. I had nowhere else to go. Well... There's always somewhere else to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, that's one of the things I live my life by is that we always have choice. Yeah. There's always somewhere. But the Hound of Heaven finally backed into a corner. He did. And he said, there's one way out. Yeah. There's two way out. Well, one way out is through me into a whole life yeah. or a life of recovery. And the other way out is I take you home. Mm-hmm. And you agreed to go with him into recovery. Mm-hmm. Where'd, yeah. you, where'd you go? I went to I went to treatment. I went back to treatment. This would be lucky number seven. Um, I went to treatment. I did inpatient, and then from there, I did what I never um, was willing to do before, and I went to a women's recovery home. And um, from there, I did everything I was told by my peers, by clinicians, by sober people, by family, by God. I did everything I was told to do. I stopped making my own decisions, proverbially. I mean, I, uh, did, no, I, do, I do have to participate in life. Just tell me what to do, I'll do it. Tell me what that to do. That was your decision. Tell me where to be. Yeah. I'll be there. You know, tell me what to do. Um, and, and the beautiful thing, I ended up in AA, like my mother, yeah. um, which I never wanted to do. Never. Right? Never. No, that's for you, alcoholics. So you lost it all. I did. Only to get it all. Yeah. Isn't God good? Oh, you don't you tell me. So every day. What's beautiful about all that is yeah. when you surrender. Uh huh. God said, "Now I can begin the work." Yeah. And it hurts. Oh my God, does it hurt? So here's here's the here's the equation, right? Yeah. So I go to the top of this house. Uh huh. I jump off. Yeah. The law of gravity that God created pulls me down and I break my leg. Yeah. Can God change his law of gravity for me? Yeah. He can. Uh-huh. He won't. No. I will fall. I'll break my leg. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, same way. Yeah. There is a law, a spiritual law, a spiritual order. Yeah. Now, here's what happens when you break your leg. Mm. You get up and you walk it off. Yeah. Eventually, it heals. Yeah. When it heals incorrectly, mm. you walk with a limp the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Until that pain of that limp gets so bad yeah. that you finally go to a doctor. Yeah. And the doctor says, oh, I see what happened. You were broken. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to fix this leg. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Uh-huh. I have to reset it. 
I'm going to have to re-break your leg where it was broken. Yeah. But the good news is, is it'll grow back together. Yeah. I'm going to break it. I'm going to cast it. You're going to be in a cast for six months. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Yeah. But when it's done, it's... you will be healed. Mm-hmm. And that is the dark night of the soul that the good physician does. Yeah. He breaks us again mm-hmm. in our places of brokenness so that he can heal it. Bridget, that's what happened to you. For sure. For sure. And that is such a beautiful story. Isn't it? So now today, uh-huh. you are in the medical field of treatment and counseling other people yeah. in their moments of brokenness. Unreal. So you are the literal hands mm-hmm. and mouthpiece of the good physician. I am. Doing the work that God did in you, did yeah. in me, did in so much of it. Yeah. So you are, the, you are that place mm-hmm. where people get broken. Mm-hmm. And they come back to get broken. Yeah. And God uses you to heal that brokenness. God trusts me enough to do that. What an honor. What a story. Oof. Yeah. And you've been sober six years? Six years. I just had six in April. And you've been uh, clean. Now, now don't, don't bullshit bullshitter. No. You've been clean? Clean from drugs? Alcohol. Man, I haven't taken anything stronger than an ibuprofen. Alcohol and drugs. Alcohol and drugs. Six years. Yeah. No more DUIs? None. When your last DUI was what? Seven years ago, eight years ago, maybe. And you're still trying to get your license back? Yeah, I will. I will. I've been, I am legitimately walking. I have no court cases. I have a clean criminal record. I have credit. Like, I have credit. You have, you, you, I have credit cards. Yeah. They trust me with money. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I, I don't trust you with money. People, you should. People trust me. More importantly than that, though, that's just stuff. People trust me. Like, like I couldn't show up for work. I show up. Yeah. You know, people know that they can call me, and I will always answer that phone. You know? And I may not have the answers, but I'll always be there. And, and, and... Like, they trust me with their souls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's a safe space. People trust me with their secrets. I don't blab them. Yeah. You know, I, I just... Uh, You've become the hands and feet of Jesus. I am. I am. Um, and I don't take that lightly. No. no you, nor should you. And you should never forget what no. God has done. No. Um, there's been some hard days. <sighs> We're... The biggest, uh, you know, I think the the big fallacy is that just because you have God or or that you've been saved, right? Yeah. That life is going to be this beautiful walk down a rose garden. And I find it to be the opposite. It's usually harder. It is harder. Yeah, We don't tell you those things on the front end. No. <laughs> right? Um, you know, I, I find that I've been um, challenged more in recovery twofold one because i don't have substances to hide in yeah. you know you can't run away anymore you can't run away but you can run somewhere yeah you know if if god is who he says he is god's there you know and and what i found is time and time and time again when when my back is against the wall on this journey that i'm on when i cry out you know when i reach I am never let down. Yeah, the hound of never. heaven is there. I mean, and God never lied to me. 
never lied, said, I will be there. I will carry you. You know what I mean? And uh, he didn't lie. And I, I respect that, you know, I, I, for someone that's been, that's lived a life of, you know, I've been deceived and I've been hurt and, and by humans, you know, um, the one constant has been, you know, God has never let me down. And there's time it's, it's, it's to the point now where I, you know, I have this running conversation with God all day, we all worship in different ways, you know, and, and I love that, um, I have a running conversation all day. You know, I check in in the morning and then throughout the day, you know, we hang out. It's me and dude hanging out all day. And like, there's a lot of times when, when things are just going wonky and I just look up and I laugh and I'm like, oh, you, aren't you a funny one? You know, and my mom used to say that God has a funny sense of humor, yeah. you know, um, but it works. It, it just works. Have you lost a lot of patience? Um, not your patients. Clients. Have you lost a lot of clients? Yeah. It's still a, a, a ministry and it's still an industry of heartbreak. It is. It's a sad job. It's a sad job. Uh, we've lost people. I, uh, you know, our friend was probably the hardest one for me. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny that, you know, it's not funny, haha, but that we're talking about God. I was angry. At that I, one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you have Did you have it out with him? Did you cuss at him? I did. It's okay. I think he's got thick skin. He can handle you. He can handle it. He can yeah. Handle no. Right. I mean, I'm, I apparently I'm not that tough. You know. <laughs> no. um, God wins, right? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Many. I, I was working midnights at the time, yeah. so it's you know it's me three o'clock in the morning, fist in the air, swearing, yeah. and and I didn't understand. Brian called him. Brian called yeah. him. No, but I mean multiple times. Yeah. Like right. I struck. I wrestled with that one for a very long time. Very long time. Me and God had beef for a little bit. Yeah. You know? Over that. That's cool. He gets it. He gets it. And he I wins. never left him, but, you right. know, like it's, a, the, you know, that cousin that you kind of don't like at the time. Right. No, you I, know? I've been there. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. It's not my job to understand, apparently. But um, <laughs> I, I, as with anything, you know, you're able to see the message, you know, you're able to see the message that my my go-to is always, even when I can't, you know, sometimes there's this big message I need to, you know, uh, I don't know, I can't put that into words. But uh, point being, in the most desperate times is when I'm meant to draw nears to you. You know, it's, yeah. it's you know, back against the wall. We're going to lose people and there's going to be pain, you know, um, but I will never leave you. Uh, you know, Brian, as we talked about that, he, he would always say you grow in the valley. Yeah. Not on the mountaintops. Mm -hmm. We all want to be in the mountain. Mm -hmm. But you grow in the valley. Yeah. Yeah. And I found myself during during that whole um, situation. I, I grew a lot in my faith through that, yeah. by the way. Um, talking to Brian. Yeah. This man who was a minister to me. Yeah. Minister yeah. to many. Right. And me telling him things that he would tell me. Yeah. That he would have told me. Yeah. And, and it, it was uh, through that that I was able to really, really come to appreciate uh, the blessings I've been given. Mm -hmm. That I've got these things in my head that I'm able to share with somebody who knows it, but for his pain can't see it. Right. You know, to be to can't, be that vessel. Yeah. I, can't right? do it. I can't do it today. Yeah. And uh, what a gift, right? What a gift that I've been allowed 
to do that for another human being. Me. Me. You know, who 20 years ago, no. No. Bridget, you're absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I've always I've always thought that, and I don't know if it's because we age and you're aging well. Uh-huh. You're starting to look just like your mom. I do. Right. Yeah. Beautiful people. I love you so much. I'm so grateful that you could be here. I'm so, I'm so, you know, I seldom, you can ask Justin, I seldom, I have never cried oh. during one of these. Yeah. He almost got me. Oh. When you talked about how good God was. Yeah. Because that's what makes me teary. Yeah. Because it's so true, and you were so hopeless, Yeah. and I had you buried. Yeah. So I gave up hope, but God didn't. He didn't. And that is beautiful. Yeah. Right. Uh, what's next? Um, marriage. Recovery. Yeah. Um, marriage, recovery, figuring out what I want to do. Um, I, have, I have a powerful story. Yeah. We... We touched on some of it, yeah. but in its entirety, um, it's it's this beautifully tragic made-for-TV movie that where I end up redeemed, right? But, I think that can do something, yeah. you know. I, I so it's figuring out how to hone that, yeah. you know. Well, as as luck would have it, you you are, you know, in the farmhouse where creative. Uh, creative things for God's purpose happen. So maybe we should carry that conversation on after this. Uh, I'm super proud of you. I love you. I think it's great to reconnect with you and get, and get you into the studio, but I'd like to end this uh, conversation with Bridget as we do so much of these by using the James Lipton's questions. Hopefully you haven't heard them before and have studied your answers. No. So if you don't mind indulging me, um, James Lipton would always ask his, his guest at the very uh, end, Bridget. What is what is your favorite word? Keep it clean. F. Yeah. What is your least favorite word? No. No. You hate being told no. I hate it. What excites you? Uh, life. People. Yeah. So you're no more destructive. Hmm? So you have no more destruction. Mm, I have the potential for destruction. Sure, we all do, right? Mm-hmm. What turns you off? Liars. Yeah. What sound or noise do you love? Kids laughing. What sound or noise do you hate? Babies crying. Crying. What profession other than your own would you want to uh, uh, try? Public speaking. What profession other than your own would you hate? Public speaking. Uh, yeah. No, food service. Food service, yeah. Oh. And finally, last <laughs> but certainly not least, if God exists, mm. and we know he does, mm-hmm. what do you want him to say to you when you finally meet him? I love you. I love you. Mm-hmm. I can assure you he does. I know. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Talking about our podcast, listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, So you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. 
You can find it under 316 Podcasts.